0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports, where your daily dose of and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Said It's Tuesday, so Andy's over at Betsports Golf talking about the playoffs. That's right, folks, there's golf playoffs. It's news to me, too, kind of. But back from a, uh, a Scottish sojourn, if you will, how was the other side of the Atlantic? Did, did you play some golf? Break it down for us.
1: I love golf more than a lot of things, and just it's my favorite activity, favorite pastime. Even I would say I played maybe a little bit too much golf. We played nine straight days, uh, walking all the courses, but it was it was absolutely a blast. I mean, it's a it's the home of golf and all that. So saw a lot of great courses, uh, played some some fun golf. uh, Great trip with a lot of good family and friends. But uh, you know, they say going over the UK for the the food is not the reason you go over there. And it's not like we were in, you know, London or Edinburgh for very long. So it's not like we we're going to these big restaurants when you go over there and you're just eating at, uh, you know, you know, golf clubhouses and, you know, late night pizza. The food over there is really not, uh, not much to write home about. I'm going to, going to tell you that for, for, uh, from experience, That's it's not thing. great.
0: The shepherd's pie
1: there. So I mean, there should be a lot of, good yeah, pie. they got like the, the steak, like steak pies and stuff like that. I pretty much just ate fish and chips for about, uh, fish and chips for, for about a week straight. Those were usually pretty good, but, you know, fried fish and fries for a week, probably not the best. But I guess I, I burned all that off walking, you know, a few miles a day on the golf course, probably.
0: What was your favorite
1: course? Oh, um St. Andrews is in it's just the old course is just kind of in a it's in a league of its own like it was not the best golf course you played but like they still had the open uh, grandstands and stuff up so you still kind of cool. felt like you were in a little bit of an arena like on 1 and 18 how they go back and forth so that was really cool that was the best experience. Do you still but, have to uh, hit it over the hotel on 18? I, I was 17 yeah I, I remember I was lining up I was I was I was talking to the to the caddy and I was like kind of teeing up where the road kind of bends and I was like hey is that my line? And He's like Oh no! You need to go over the restaurant. And I was like, I do. Uh, I was a little bit hesitant, but hit a very good drive on 17. Was very happy with myself. So I was, I was very, I very proud. Trust those caddies. Yeah, yeah, I did. Those caddies have been out there forever. They, they know exactly where loopers. to go. It's off the tee. It's you know you don't really know where to go, and then you say like, hey, like, uh, what's my line here? He's like, that. Just hit it at that, and you'll be fine. And <laughs> ten times out of ten, they're right.
0: Their job. It's a wonderful thing. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Let's keep you in your comfort zone here. Baseball, it's still happening now. Uh, the White Sox, from what I understand, are starting to get a little bit friskier. You were pretty despondent last time we saw you.
1: You know, they're still kind of they're in the division race because the division still just kind of sucks, um and they'll probably be in the division race the rest of the season because the division's just going to kind of suck. But you know, as you saw with Dan's Braves last year, obviously the Braves made some deadline acquisitions that worked out, but. They won the World Series at 83 and 79, so really all it takes is getting in there. And the White Sox still do have a ton of talent, but overall, it's just a—it's still a massively underachieving team. And at some point, you know, we're 100 plus games into the year. If you you keep thinking things are going to change when they haven't changed as far into the season, um, you might be going crazy a little bit. But all you got to do is get there, and if if you get hot, uh, you get hot. So hopefully, that might be the case.
0: I could dig it. Well, let's get into it. What do we got? I'm looking at some props here. We're going to bet the Mets.
1: Oh. We're going to bet. Oh, we're, we're. I, if, if, I don't know. I know we're getting into some World Series odds. I cannot wait to see the, the World Series odds because I think I'm going to pound the, pound the Mets there. Um, I, I love the New York Mets. They're, sorry, Dan. They just took four out of five at home against the Braves and absolutely, uh, picked up a, a ton of momentum there and some ground of the division. They're playing really good baseball. And you thought maybe last night at home against an awful Reds team, it might be a little bit of a letdown spot. It was not a letdown spot. They won five to one and cruised. They're playing as good a baseball as anybody in the majors right now. They're minus two. Uh, they're, they are the, the run line. This is an alt run line. So if you go to FanDuel, the run line is still going to say minus one and a half, but it's like minus 150 or something like that. There's just absolutely no value Minus two and a half, you're still getting some plus money against the Reds. And Carlos Carrasco is throwing for the Mets. He's The last six starts, he's allowed just six earned runs, uh, 33 to 10 strikeout to walk ratio. So he's been absolutely lights out, uh, you know, basically since the beginning of July, along with most of this Mets pitching staff. Mike Miner's throwing for the Reds. He's been okay. He's a little bit better his last two starts, but he's still got an ERA in the low sixes, whip in the mid-150s. So it's at it's, it's the plus money here at home. I have no problem taking the Mets at you know winning by three or more. I think that's some good value. I think that's a good risk to take. And then Alec Manoa, uh, the over five and a half strikeouts against Baltimore at plus 122. Baltimore, I believe, strikes out uh, top. I know they're for sure they're in the top ten in majors uh, in the majors as a as a team's strikeout leaders. I think it might be eighth or something like that, if not a little bit higher. So they strike out a lot. Manoa's not the biggest strikeout pitcher, but he's hovering around. If you look at his game logs, he's hovering around, you know, five, four, six strikeouts per game. And if you got him going up against a team that strikes out a lot, I have no problem with it with a pitcher as good with as good of stuff as Manoa has getting that over five and a half and the plus one twenty-two value. I really like. Um, so those are my plays. As usual, there's a there's a couple pluses on there. I don't usually like to throw up a bunch of minuses because what fun is that? Uh, so Alec Manoa over the five and a half plus one twenty-two. And the Mets, let's just keep riding the Mets.
0: You're right, Clint. This is baseball, not football. But if you go back and look, I think eight of the last nine wins here for the Mets, they cover that two and a half. So I don't know exactly what the numbers are in that. But a lot of sharp baseball bettors I know um, don't have a problem land spreads. And if they do, try to sell out that extra game or so. so.
1: Yeah, especially too when you, like, you. the Mets are really good. The Reds are really bad. Like the, you're, you're talking about a best team in baseball versus one of the worst. You're also looking at a pitching matchup where the pitching matchup is incredibly lopsided. It's not like you have the Reds, you know, when they had Luis Castillo throwing for them, and you know, it's not like they had an absolute ace on the mound. They got a guy who struggled mightily this year going up against a pitcher who's pitching as well as he has all season and as well as close to you know, as well as just about anybody in the major. not going to say as well as anybody, but he's been throwing really well too. So minus the two and a half at that plus money. I mean, it's, it's just one more run. It's it's one more run. Come it's on. a really good team against a really bad team. I, I like, I like adding, I like taking on the one more run. If you're going to give me some plus money value on it, if you want to lay not just do the minus one and a half at the minus money. That's probably the smarter bet. Uh, and the odds would suggest it is.
0: I can dig it. Now let's get into some World Series odds. I know Andy and I touched on these quickly, but we are not nearly equipped enough to talk about, you know, kind of baseball as a whole here. And I just really have one question, Matt. How much should I be betting on my Philadelphia Phillies now that we're one game ahead of the San Diego Sotos in the wild card?
1: You 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 can if you want. Um, I mean, I guess I guess the the bonus for them is in a wild card matchup, they're gonna have Zach Wheeler throwing it, provided that. Uh, it, it times up, but you can also time that up. If they know they're going to be in a wild card matchup, they can kind of play the play the matchups later on in the year to make sure he throws that. So you're going to have a pretty good chance in that game. But then going forward, I just that the NL is is very very deep, and I, I love the Mets here at the plus five hundred. I, I the Dodgers are playing really 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 good baseball, and they're the best team in baseball right now. But I, I know the value isn't unreal at plus five hundred, but man. Any series that you can start, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, 1-2. I mean, good luck. Good luck. I mean, you're lucky to steal one of that. You're almost guaranteeing yourself a 1-1 series split if you're the Mets no matter what. And then they still have some pretty great pitching depth behind that. They have the best closer in baseball right now. Cardinals devil magic, Dan says it plus 3,500. I don't hate that because weird things seem to happen when they're in the playoffs they just seem to they're that team that's just always kind of hanging around, always there. I still have my my NL Central future on them. Uh, I believe I gave that out at the beginning of the year and I have my Cardinals NL championship uh, future that I gave out at the beginning of the year. Still holding on to that. Might actually look to to see what the odds are to cash that one out, what the payout is to cash out in FanDuel for the NL because I don't think they're going to win the NL, but the plus 3500 there's some value there. Actually I have both NL Central teams. Uh, because with the Brewers pitching similar to the Mets, you got Woodruff, you got Burns; those are two top-five Cy Young caliber guys. That's going to be a, that. That's that's a really tough pitching matchup for anybody to go up against. Um, I have to mention my White Sox at plus forty-five hundred. I'm contractually obligated by myself to bring them up. <laughs> bring them up. I think there actually is some value there because, no. like we talked about with with Dan's Braves, who finished eighty-three and seventy-nine last year. I, I hate to keep bringing this up and kind of keep saying there's a chance, but like. They were 83 and 79 last year. They're four games above 500. They won a bad division. The White Sox could do that. And once you get in the AL, I mean, the Yankees are, they've had, the Sox have had pretty decent success against the top of base of the AL this year. They, they played the Yankees well. They played the Astros pretty close. Um, I don't think they match up terribly well against them, but they do have Dylan Cease, who's starting just about any series and he's probably the best pitcher in the American League right now. Him and Justin Verland are kind of jostling for that position. They do have some talent behind them. So plus 4,500, there's definitely some value there because that's a team that is as talented as anybody in the in the AL and could get hot, but they just haven't really strung it together. But uh, my two favorite bets on that board right now, probably the Mets at the plus 500. And I don't even know who my say. I, I like the Mets at plus 500.
0: I can dig it. I mean, it's like you said, a lot of this comes down to pitching and the Mets are in good shape. It's at the guy. That's all I hear about on the Twitter.
1: He's, you know, he, he, Mets fans are panicking because he, you know, we didn't look good in the rehab start rehabs, not looking good in a rehab start is similar to not looking good in spring training. It's these guys just kind of figuring their stuff out, working on some things. And then he starts against the Braves, retires his first 17 hitters. I think takes like a perfect game into the six, like he's Jacob the He's going to be just fine. And when you have the Grom and you have Scherzer as your one-two, I mean, that's I don't dollars. I don't see people be. It's really hard to beat those guys. You better hope you get to the bullpen tied zero-zero or one-to-one.
0: I can dig it. All right, we We've got you all settled here. We have got a lot of baseball. Now it's time for my comfort zone. Tennis. I continues. want to hear some tennis.
1: I haven't heard tennis picks in a long time. I need to, I. Sh, you know what? I really should have been paying more attention when I was over in Europe because there were probably some, some matches starting in like my prime time or my time where I'm actually not having to set an alarm at 5.00 AM or stay up super late. <laughs> so that's on me. I messed that up. But also I don't know that I could have legally placed wagers on FanDuel in Europe. So that's also a, a lot of who
0: hurdles knows. to jump through, but it's yeah. good. You're back quite a bit of stuff today some underway already but we'll start uh, just north of the border in Toronto um a- a couple of bets we made yesterday, but we'll just touch on them again quickly. And Raducano, this is actually starting to move against us. It looks like there's some late um, steam here on Georgie Raducano. Gave right yesterday at minus 125. I'm looking at minus 120 right now. So curious to see how that goes. I just still love the matchup. She is the much steadier player than Georgie. I think has overall been playing better tennis these last couple weeks and have her almost a minus 160 favorite here. So anything minus 125 or better looks good. Christina Bucha. Goes against Shuai Zhang against Zhang, somebody who generally beats up on lower competition and does well, you know, during the grass season on faster courts. Um, not really what we have here at all. And Buxa is uh, starting to push into the higher levels of the WTA. Now I don't know if she'll be challenging to win tournaments, but um should be winning multiple matches especially at some of these events here comes through a qualifying a great form was able to get her yesterday at plus 145 but if you poke around that's still out there seeing some plus 140s plus 135 so a little bit of momentum our way on that one and then a first set over instead of the full match over here kudermatova tom Lianovich. the total match is set at 21 and a half and i don't think books necessarily do the best job that they can in terms of splitting this up in between two sets they generally take that total we'll look at nine and a half and sort of juice it accordingly where i look at this match here and if it does go over it's going to be with a very long first set both of these women play very long sets i think we'll see a seven five maybe even a seven six so if you've got some first set alt totals which is at very very few places looks like an over ten and a half too but i think we'll see a long set here and probably a quick second so curious to see what the live lines look there and Those are all today. Tomorrow, Layla Fernandez. This is one of the earlier lines for tomorrow playing. Beatriz, Haddad, Maya. BHM, you know, ripping through the early part of the season. But if you go back and look, has struggled against better talent. Fernandez. won the u.s open last year you know i'm sorry finished second in the u.s open last year and not that you know she's the exact same player she was at that point but just a much higher caliber of player than hadad maya has been playing over these last few games so happy to lay the spread here um feel free to play the money line minus 135 minus 140 or better looks good to me and that'll be early tomorrow and then in the Challenger event or 125K, depending on how your book lists it here in Concord. Um, we'll start with a match this afternoon. We gave this one out yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Where's Wang Zhiyu? Did she start already? Sorry, I'm going to look for that. We'll talk about Towson here real quickly. Um, we talked about her yesterday. Goes up against Katie Balter, Really like this spot um, for Towson. I think we're getting some value here off of just a clunky loss in her match last week. And the fact that Katie Bolter has just been taking money like crazy since grass season. And, um, you know, she's not playing. Carolina Pliskova, who she's kind of beaten up on here in this tournament a little bit, um, is playing against Townsend again, who I just, Sorry, I just noticed what happened with the long match. But Towson gave that out yesterday. Moving against us a little bit on, so you get a better number here. But still like her at minus 120. Half her is close to a minus 155 favorite. Wang Jiyu, the match is canceled. So that's why I couldn't find it on the list here. when I was looking through the odds. So you can skip that one. And then Bonaventure, this will be tomorrow. Yazeline Bonaventure, the Belgian, if you will, plus one. 90 to plus 200 you should see out there just about everywhere and plus four games anything minus 15 even minus 120 or better looks good there goes to against taylor towson Townsend coming off about a year and a half break um after having had her first child congratulations but generally is not the best for your conditioning in terms of tennis played a little bit last week looked pretty fatigued towards the end of the week and either way i have bonaventure a much closer um, line we're seeing here. So a bunch of stuff for today in Toronto, just one match in Concord and a few early tomorrow morning.
1: I just love that in in Toronto, you gave out an alt line and I'm giving out alt lines on baseball. I feel like between (laughs) the two of us, there's always at least one alt line a show. We love alt lines here. We love the value. If you like the main line, you probably like the alt line. Yeah, if you like the main line, just give up a little bit more, take the alt line take the value. It's a lot more fun that way.
0: A college football, this is another thing that I'm a little out on, but I do like the Big Ten. I'm a Big Ten guy, grew up in Penn State country, um, still have a Joe Paterno bobblehead doll that he sits in the corner. It's another story for another day, but we've got a Big Ten team here that you like, and I guess it's been a while since maybe I've caught up. I didn't know Purdue was any
1: good. Purdue, uh, Purdue has a very, very interesting offense coming back this year. They got Aiden O'Connell, who's, who's been their quarter, who's quarterback last year. Uh, he was a led a top five offense. Their, their passing offense was elite and it should be elite again this year. Uh, they they've been able to produce some pretty good wide receiver talent too. Rondale Moore was a couple of years ago. He's in the pros now. He was a five star recruit. He he left. David Bell kind of picked up the slack. He had a really good year last year. He's in the NFL. Not really sure who that guy is this year that's going to replace, uh, but there's there's some options there. There's some talent. There's some guys that need to rise, but they're bringing back a lot of a lot of talent offensively. Bringing back the running back. uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, King uh, Doru, I believe his name is. I I can't believe I just blanked on that. Aiden O'Connell's coming back. Quarterback though. That, that's the big one is Aiden O'Connell, a quarterback. I mean, I, I feel like I've mentioned the the words dark horse Heisman candidate uh, for a few quarterbacks we've talked about, whether it was Cam Rising with Utah or Will Rogers with Mississippi State. But Aiden O'Connell is going to put up numbers like that this year in that offense. And they really just need a little bit of help running the ball. Uh, if they can just get a little, like they got nothing running the football last year. If they get a little bit of help there, they got the running back coming back. Got some talent on the offensive line coming back this year. Their defense returns eight starters. It was a solid defense last year. Nothing. It was kind of middling. I think it was like 45th-ranked defense in college football. If they can just kind of improve on that slightly, the offense is going to put up a ton of points. And if the defense can kind of just hold their ground, if they can get some guys, uh, some pass catchers to uh, kind of step up and take that – I'm not saying to be Rondale Moore or David Bell, but kind of just be consistent presences – presences. Um, Tyrone Tracy's a transfer they brought in from Iowa. He's going to be really nice in the slot. Payne Durham is one of the better tight ends in in the Big Ten. He comes back this year. So there's a lot of talent offensively there. And then you look at the schedule. They open up with your Nittany Lions at home. And looking at their schedule, that and at Wisconsin are probably the two toughest games of the season. They miss Ohio State. Uh, they miss Michigan. If they win that game at home against Penn State, and that's kind of when you want to get a team like that, like Penn State, you'd like to open up with them at home under the lights. Uh, that that's a tough atmosphere with an offense that can score like you like yours can. Penn State's offense scores struggles to score a little bit. Excuse me. Uh, I think their their passing attack might fail to keep up with Purdue's if Purdue gets hot early. You're looking at a schedule at home against Penn State, then Indiana State at Syracuse, Ford Atlantic, like there's a very realistic chance that, that team could be four and oh at the end of September, probably at the, at worst three and one, I don't think they lose that Syracuse, but I think that team is probably four and O. Then they go to Minnesota, they go to Maryland, like that, that's a two game stretch. They could split. They close out the season at home or at Illinois at home against Northwestern at Indiana. Like they probably win two of three, if not three of three there. It's not really hard to see Purdue ending this season with eight to nine wins. Um, and contending for that division title. So at plus 140 for that over seven and a half for a team that you could realistically see starting out a season four and oh, five and oh. I, I really like that over seven and a half um, with all that returning talent offensively, with the eight starters coming back defensively. You just need to see some marginal improvement there. You need Aiden O'Connell to stay healthy. And if you get that, I, I really don't have a hard time seeing this team being an eight or nine win team. Get the
0: boilers going or the boiler, boiler up. Let's go. Boilers going.
1: I don't. They don't play the Irish this year, so I can be a Purdue fan. What do you make a
0: boiler with? Anyway, we'll get it started. We'll get it going. All the boilers.
1: Dan, what's I, like the, it, ooh, I like Dan's prop actually. If I like mm-hmm. him that much to to sprinkle them at plus six hundred mm-hmm. to win the West, I like that. Um, I, I I do think there's a I mean, they play. It's they're at home against Nebraska, at Wisconsin. If they can, if they go one and one in that stretch, I, I really think they're they can they're going to be in the conversation to win the West at the end of the year. I'm not sure they're going to do it because Wisconsin is always going to be consistent. I think Nebraska is going to be better this year, but like they're going to be in that conversation. That's all you can really ask for. And I think the offense is going to put them in a chance where they're playing with something to prove the last couple of weeks of the year.
0: I can dig it. So a little baseball, a little college football, a little bit of tennis, all good things. Um, that wraps what it up day. for us today. Give us a like, give us a subscription, all that good stuff, some nice comments, and uh, hop on over to the Bettsburgs Golf Stream where you can hear what the boys are talking about today and you can still take chance. I mean, there's only a few more events for the rest of the year for just a dollar Those
1: That's guys are really crushing fun. it, by the way. They're, every week it's a new winner. They're, they're, they're doing really well over there. I wish I was actually betting it every week and remembering to get my bets in because I keep forgetting. Well,
0: hopefully you can be smarter than Matthew Rooney and take advantage of that. We'll see you tomorrow, folks.